to the Prophecy Club. This comes to us from Maurice Scalar, Thursday, December 27, 2018. It is titled, The Time of Grace Shall Be Extended, A Vision from the Courtroom of Heaven. And I do plan to put this up on the Prophecy Club download website section so that you can download it and get your copy of it also. And it is also available at MauriceScalarMinistries.com. He says, I had a vision or a prophetic experience as I was eating lunch recently. Suddenly a portal opened in the spirit realm, and my angel said to me, You are summoned to come to the courtroom of heaven. You are to record the case being tried now, so that God's people will know the lateness of the hour. You must warn them, so that the bride may awaken and take heed. The time is short. I was escorted by two angels to a seat on the left, down front, of the Supreme Courtroom. There were many hundreds of angels and saints already seated before the bench. I was surprised how much it looked like a Supreme Court in America, except much larger. It looked more like a giant arena with thousands of seats ascending up as far as I could see. There were five big leather-like chairs with wings on each of them in the front row. They reminded me very much of the kind of chairs my father's always sat in behind his desk at his law firm years ago. There were gold-embossed cards on them that said, Recorder, on all five of these chairs. I must have been the first to arrive, and I was ushered into one of the closest to the bench. I sat down and sunk into this really comfortable chair and was handed a pen and a small scroll. I was curious as I looked at it, for it looked really old-fashioned. The pen was a feather quill with an old-fashioned nib-like fountain pen at the bottom to write with. The pad was a scroll that was made out of parchment. It would open automatically as you wrote upon it. When you got to the bottom of the page, it was like kind of an iPad that looked like a small Torah scroll at the same time. The angel showed me how it worked. It was extremely easy to hold and write on. When I would start to write, it would write whatever I thought of in perfect calligraphy script as fast as I thought it. The nib seemed to just fly over the parchment with ease in my hand. It would write whatever the angel put into my mind from what I saw and heard to record, and then would describe perfectly any other information the Holy Spirit deemed important in an instant as it happened. It was the easiest thing I've ever written. It seemed to do all the work without my thinking or trying. I think this must have been heaven's way of court or legal stenography. Most amazing of it all, I was writing in Hebrew, and I hardly know the language at all. But somehow, I understood and thought in fluent Hebrew during this vision. I cannot offer any other explanation for this at all. The angel said, You are one of five prophet recorders that have been summoned from the earth to chronicle and witness this trial soon to begin. Just let the pen flow over the parchment, and it will witness to the proceedings. Then you will sign it when it is finished, and it will be added to the eternal ledger of legal proceedings. Soon the other four recorders were seated and shown how to write as I was. I recognized one of them as a current prophet on the earth. He was the only other from the Western world. I cannot speak of whom it was at this time, and the other three of them were not known to me. 
We were all different races from different regions of the earth. One was a Chinese woman of great age who just glowed with the wisdom and love of God. We were dressed in black robes with red border sashes on the sides and the sleeves. The other prophet recorder was a lady from Africa who had a headdress that wrapped around her head which flashed rays of light whenever she moved. She spoke and wrote in French, I believe. The fifth was a man from South America. I was given a yarmulk of golden color. Now, that's the little skull cap. It had 12 ruby stones on it. Parenthesis, God called me to wear the yarmulk whenever I minister on the earth, so I wasn't surprised that I had one to wear here. When the angel put it on my head, I could feel the weight of it, like it was made of actual metal or gold, even though it felt soft to the touch, like silk. Everyone finally assembled, and a great, beautiful angel, who presided over the courtroom named Justice, stood up. She seemed to tower over us and was about 20 feet tall. Then angels appeared with long trumpets on the side of the courtroom and sounded a fanfare that ended with a blast. The angel Justice then shouted with a very loud but soprano voice, saying, All rise, the honorable ancient of days, the judge of all creation, the king of the ages, the Most High Lord Almighty is present and presiding. We stood up exactly at the same time in unison. Then the most awesome sound of praise and worship filled the atmosphere as we began to praise His glorious majesty together. I have never experienced such a sense of awe as the fear of the Lord filled the court. It was only then that I could just make out who was seated behind the holy bar. There were not nine judges, but twelve. God the Father sat in the middle with six Supreme Court judges on both sides of him. I somehow knew he was the final deciding vote in every decision. After our praises finished, the angel Justice, who I now saw was a lady and not a male angel, shouted, Be seated. The high court is now in session. She was standing just in front of his throne. She had a golden gavel and struck a giant crystalline base with it. There was a great thunderclap, and lightning flashed out from the gavel base and flew across the room in all directions. It was only then that I could see the judges behind the bench. The only person I could not see the face of was the father, but I could see the throne that he sat upon, and the outline of his face. He seemed to be clothed in white blinding light as well. He had a black robe on, but had every color of the rainbow flashing out of it. If he moved even slightly, lightning bolts would fly out all over the room out of his head, his hands and his feet. The other judges to the father's right were Enoch, Father Abraham, Moses the lawgiver, David the king, Elijah the prophet, and Daniel. On the father's left were John the Baptist, Peter, James, John, Andrew, and Paul the apostle. I do not know whether these were the permanent judges of the Supreme Court of Heaven or not, but these were the ones seated for this particular case. 
They all were also dressed in these black iridescent judge robes. They wore stunning crowns of glory on each of their heads, and they were holding gold scepters in their right hands. The father in the middle of the throne of judgment held the biggest scepter and had many crowns suspended over his head that shot lightnings out of them in every direction. I could not look upon them or his face because it was so bright. It was like looking into the noonday sun. I was given one glimpse of him when he first came into the courtroom. There was a rainbow that would appear that encircled him above and below that I saw a few times during this vision. I could not endure looking at him for more than a split second before I had to avert my eyes away, for the white blinding brightness was too intense. All the judges behind the great bar were emanating great light that was also nearly blinding. This is the closest I can possibly describe them now. Then the case was read before all present by Lady Justice the Angel. She spoke, saying, and he, by the way, says this is a summary of the case, brought before the Supreme Court of Heaven today. The timing of the final judgments of the day of the Lord must be decided. Now, let me try to pause here, and I'm going to try not to pause too much, but and I'll also make a very obvious distinction between what Marie Scalar is writing versus my comments. Now, when it says day of the Lord, you need to understand what that is. That is one evening and morning. Jesus returns in the evening, and by in the morning, all of the tares are all burned. It is the one day where all evil is destroyed from the earth, except, of course, the nations, and we'll get into that when I start talking about my book. All right, let's go on. The timing of the final judgments of the day of the Lord must be decided. All right, now hold on. What's he saying? He's saying when the last seven years concluded by the day of the Lord will start. That's the whole point. This is not speaking about America. This, brothers and sisters, is speaking about the earth. This is raising the question of when the Antichrist gets to take control of the earth when the seven-year tribulation is allowed to start. Now, let's go back. I'll reread that last sentence. The timing of the final judgments of the day of the Lord must be decided. The accuser, Satan, is prosecuting, declaring that the time of Adam's lease is over, and he must be allowed to take ownership of the earth for a time and times and half a time as it is written in the Holy Scriptures. Now, let's pause again. When he says that time, that's a year, times is two years, and half a time is half a year, meaning that it is written that Satan, i.e. the Antichrist, will be given the opportunity to own and control the earth for three and a half years, or 42 months, or time, times, and half a time, however you want to say it. Now, let's go back to what he said. Time, times, and half a time, as it is written in the Holy Scriptures, representing the holy defense as the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the Lamb of God. At this, Yeshua himself stood up at the defense table as the advocate general of the bride of Messiah on earth. He was representing the holy saints of God still alive in their bodies on earth. When he stood up at the left table 
everyone bowed and worshipped, except those at the prosecution table to the right. There was a very handsome man. Now, who do you think the handsome man is? Daniel 7.20, whose look was more stout than his fellows. Then we go to Daniel 8.23. In the latter time of the kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance. That word countenance has to do with appearance. So both of these scriptures are describing the Antichrist, whose look is more stout than his fellows, and he has a fierce countenance, meaning the Antichrist is he's going to appear different than us. I remember that Ken Peters said he was the most handsome man he had ever seen. When he stood up at the left table, everyone bowed and worshipped except those at the prosecution table to the right. There was a very handsome man who just sat stoned-faced, this is the beast, with several other princes at the prosecution table. They did not move. The head man, meaning the Antichrist, sneered when they worshipped Yeshua. Representing the agenda of the fallen Lucifer, now called Satan, is himself, the accuser, liar, and deceiver, Ha-Satan, or Ha-Satan. At this time, the handsome prince, that's the beast, with the evil smirk stood up. No one moved. There was silence in the courtroom for about a minute. Then Lady Justice spoke again. You may sit down now. Finally, he did so. With another sneering grunt, I marveled that he seemed human and actually very attractive to look at, although there was no heavenly light in him or around him. The prosecution may proceed, Lady Justice proclaimed. At that, this man stood up. He was robed in a black suit that had a long cape of crimson red that followed behind him. He had gold epaulets, that's the little kind of like decorations that sat on the shoulders of people in military. He had gold epaulets on his shoulders that were built into his cape. He was very articulate and extremely haughty. I got sick to my stomach as he spoke. He walked back and forth of the courtroom in long strides with his nose in the air. It reminded me of a painting of what Napoleon looked like, except this man was much taller than Napoleon. He began his long diatribe of accusation against fallen man. He seemed to know the Bible very well. Starting from Adam and Eve, he began accusing God of failing mankind in every generation. He started with the stipulation, Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave that lease to me, and I own it. I have a right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine by Adam's free choice. The time is up. I now demand to be given to me the government of mankind through whom you call the son of perdition, meaning the beast. I call him my son of man. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Now, let me pause a second. That should be confirming to those people that are in question about whether the tribulation lasts seven years or three and a half years. Again, the Antichrist, the beast, 
gets total control the last three and a half years, but the tribulation lasts seven years. So let's go on. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Give it to me now. Then he sat down. Again, for about a minute or so, there was complete silence. Lady Justice then spoke again and said, The defense may proceed. Yeshua then rose from the defense table. He wore a white robe with blue trim and red sleeves. That's the colors of our flag. With a bottom border and neck border of red. He wore a small diadem of solid diamonds as a crown. When he stood up, everyone bowed their heads before him in worship, except those at the prosecution table. Revelation 19.12, describing Jesus now when he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is not there yet, but this is the day he returns on the day of the Lord as King of Kings and Lord of Lords to destroy the tares and the grapes. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. Here it describes only one. But he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Here he's clothed in red, white, and blue. He said, in summary, As the true Son of Man, I have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man, including those, listen to this, including those in this harvest generation. I also stripped Satan of his authority over the church of the living God. His gates can no longer prevail against her. Through the intercession of my holy bride on earth, the overcoming church of the living God, there has been granted a pause by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. That's very important. Let me read that again. There has been granted, meaning just passed, meaning this is a confirmation of what Sundar was told back in 2015 when he was told that America had been given a respite, a brief time of pause from something unpleasant. So he said, there has been granted a pause by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. Now, what's that saying? It's saying so that more people can get saved. That's exactly what our fast track team is praying for, a delay so that more people can get saved. Let's go on. To allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. During the last hearing on this matter in 2015, now let me pause again. You remember I told you that I heard the audible voice of God August the 8th of 2015 say, this is the time of miracles. Well, I believe that there was a lot of things happened in 2015. If you look at what Terry Bennett was told, compare that to what Sundar Salvarez was told, we probably would have already fallen as a nation. We would probably already be in tribulation. Perhaps we would already be resisting the mark of the beast, even as I speak now. But there was a respite. There was a pause. And this confirms it. So we have this now, not in the mouth of two witnesses, but in the mouth of three witnesses. Let's go on, though. I'll read that again. There has been granted a pause by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. During the last hearing on this matter in 2015, three years ago in earth's time, for I spoke on earth as it is written, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, and then the end shall come. I, by the authority of the prayers and intercession of the bride, documented here in this scroll, he handed the scroll to the Father, and another copy of it to Satan's prosecution table. I petitioned the court, for another 
measure of time for the end time church to finish and fulfill the promise to my people, as it is written, quote, that none should perish, but all, parenthesis, who are truly mine, have the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and to be saved from perdition. As he was speaking, Satan, the handsome man lawyer, was busy reading the scroll feverishly to see if there truly was enough intercession to stop his immediate seizing of the earth and for the tribulation to begin. Did you catch that? Let me read that again. As he was speaking, Satan, the handsome man lawyer, was busy reading the scroll feverishly to see if there was truly enough intercession, which tells us we need to be praying, enough intercession to stop his immediate seizing of the earth and for the tribulation to begin. That ought to be telling us that, brothers and sisters, we are at the last days. We're at the door. Tribulation's about to start. Let's go on. For the tribulation to begin, he was consulting his diabolical lawyers about it. Foul language was coming out of his mouth all along. Then that ought to be telling us we should not be using foul language as Christians. Foul language was coming out of his mouth along with hissing and accusing his right-hand man, saying, You told me that we had destroyed the prayers of the church. The great awakening had been thwarted. And then he went on cursing. Yeshua continued, As you can see, my faithful bridal remnant has kept the faith, enduring the evil, and continue to overcome. The blood of the martyrs has proven their faithfulness. Look at China. Look at the Middle East. Look at Africa. Look at Indonesia. Look at South America. Look at the islands of the sea. Look at my persecuted bride in all nations. Even America has held, though all of hell has been thrown against her. The facts speak for themselves. I have the authority to request for another extension of time. The defense petitions the court for another extension of time in the grace that I purchased by my blood on the cross. Also, I petitioned the court to look into the scrolls of the hidden councils written before the foundations of the earth regarding the mysteries of the harvest of the end of days. These Satan has no knowledge of. As they were never shown to him, it is written there, as well as in the hidden revelation of Scripture, that the tribulation beginning the kingdom age must begin only after all of my bride that are ordained to eternal life are saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This information can also be found in the scroll given by my hands to the court for eternal record. The evidence written in the scroll fully confirms and documents our holy and righteous claim. Though millions shall come to me and be saved in the tribulation to come, my holy bride must all be prepared now. Uh, I ought to be saying, yep, as I was told, it's a time of miracles. It's a time of great salvation. It's a time of the great awakening. It's time for sevenfold miracles crusades to start. Let's go on, though. Then there came a time of silence. Nobody moved. The judges on the bench were studying the scroll. Somehow it had multiplied into 13 scrolls. All of the judges, including the father, read the scroll. I got to get one glance at the writing. It was written in red. It was written in the blood of Yeshua. I was told by the chronicling angel that was helping me to write. Amazing. As I wrote about this, 
The ink coming out of my pen became blood red, as well as for the duration of the description of it. Then it turned back to black ink again. After some deliberation, there was a vote. Every judge voted in favor of the saints to extend another time period of grace. I cannot disclose at this time how long that grace time period is. Finally, the Father, the great judge of the earth, spoke and said, On the basis of the evidence presented by the defense, I decree that the prosecution has failed to bring a closing to the final days of grace on earth. An extension of time has been granted to the saints of the overcoming bridal remnant church. Nevertheless, the birthing pains and judgments on the earth will not be stopped. Hasatan, or Satan, has the authority to rule over the tares of the earth, the wicked in darkness, by their willing consent, according to the tenets of free will given to Adam's race at the beginning of creation. Both the tares and the wheat have grown up and are now ready to be harvested. Therefore, the birth pangs of judgment shall increase. Those that will abide with me in the secret place, I will provide for and protect. Those that do not are in more and more apparel with each passing day. Though I have granted this, the final day of the Lord has indeed come, and the prosecution is correct. The time of grace upon the earth is nearly over. Now, let me also refer the day of the Lord is one 24-hour period, one evening and morning. But the day of the Lord is also the seven-year period, as he's referring to here. Let's go on. Warn my children, this is the midnight hour. Watch and pray that you can stand in the evil day and overcome. I'm answering the prayers of my kingdom coming to earth. It shall come first in the fire of my holy judgments, but it shall also come in the great awakening. Now, let me pause. Meaning that there's about to be a sevenfold miracle across the world. Of course, we're having one April 19 through 22 at the direction of the Lord. Again, I'll talk about that another time. But it shall also come in the great awakening that I have promised of revival and outpouring. The time of my wrath is soon to engulf the earth, but in it I will remember mercy. Many millions of souls will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Then the angel, Lady Justice, came forward and was blindfolded. She raised a large, old-fashioned scale in her hands above her head. Into one of the bowls, a presiding angel poured a black sand-like powder from a brass urn. This tipped the scale all the way to the bottom as far as it could descend. This represented the accumulated sin and rebellion of all of mankind as well as the failures of the church in this generation. Into the other bowl, a presiding angel dressed in a golden robe poured a white sand-like powder from a porcelain white urn that represented the prayers and intercession and obedience of the overcoming church in generations past, as well as the bridal company of our generation. This is what allows for evil to be restrained. I was really alarmed because it looked so small at first compared to the amount of black powder in the other bowl. But the angel kept pouring and pouring, and suddenly the holy justice scale began to balance. Then it was even, and as we all watched, the scale suddenly shifted 
The white bowl went down and the black bowl went up. Then there was mighty shouts of praise and victory in the courtroom. Then the father raised his golden scepter in his hand and slammed his gavel down, accompanied by thunderclaps and lightning flashing everywhere with bursts of rainbow colors shooting throughout the courtroom and said, The time of grace shall be extended as petitioned by the bride of Messiah for a little longer. Blank, more length of time has been granted to finish the final harvest in the age of grace. Then I was told to sign the recording scroll I had written. Then the vision ended. Dr. Maurice Scalar. Brothers and sisters, this should confirm everything you've been hearing at the Prophecy Club that we are in the last days. America is soon to fall. The tribulation is soon to start. A world government is soon to start. So when it comes time to your giving, remember Prophecy Club. We have great needs as we are having expenses trying to get this sevenfold miracle crusade going. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support.